0: Well, on your behalf, can I just thank all the people who took part today and shared uh, from your stories. We know that there's deep rivers that have gone underneath all these experiences, and we uh, really appreciate you willing to share them with us. So thank you so much. When I was asked to take uh, the funeral of Roger Ginger uh, earlier this year, one of the Bible passages that he had made uh, a, a big mark around in his Bible was Psalm 130 and this is a psalm really that stuck with me ever since as I so sort of studied it for the funeral uh, and it seems the most appropriate psalm for 2020 and so please open up your bibles uh, and meditate along with me as i read it i'm going to move this pulpit cuz i know it'll annoy rachel Sloan if i don't yeah psalm 130 Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption." He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This is a psalm of lament. And it's a good psalm for us uh, as a nation dealing with the problems of coronavirus. But it's a wonderful psalm, really, for those who realize that the greatest problem is not separation between us because we're frightened about spreading COVID. But actually the separation between us and God because of our sin. And it's a psalm that starts with lament over the experience of living as an exile and an alien on earth in a world under sin. Often we just feel in the depths of despair, out of the depths. I cry to you, the psalmist says. He sees himself in a deep hole with no personal resources uh, to get himself out. And so he cries out to the Lord to have mercy on him and rescue him. And the deep hole that is swallowing up the psalmist has come because of sin. And even as he's desperately crying out for himself, he knows that this is true for every person who knows that one day they will meet with God as their judge. Verse 3, If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? And the answer for us clearly is is no one. But the reason this psalm is so precious is that the psalmist knows that there is hope. And it's not found in himself. Look at verse 4. But with you there is forgiveness. So that we can with reverence serve you. And no doubt that's why Roger put a big mark on this psalm. Forgiveness is possible. A restored relationship with God is possible. that The mess of our sinful past can be dealt with. And God is the one who enables this reconciliation. With you there is forgiveness. And that is why forgiven people want to live in a way that serves this gracious and forgiving God with a reverent awe. But this psalm is also very honest. Because in this life, we do a lot of waiting before we experience the fullness of this salvation from God. Listen to how often the, the psalmist uses that word wait. It's the most common word in this psalm. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. And in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchman wait for the morning. More than the watchman wait for the morning. Jesus promised that he is the resurrection, the life, and yet even as we trust in him, we wait for the full salvation that he will bring when he returns. It's hard to wait, isn't it? Tim's had the experience of waiting for an operation that kept getting delayed. We don't like waiting for anything. We don't like waiting for buses. We don't like waiting in queues for the checkout to finally see us. And it's so hard to wait when we're suffering. It's so hard to wait when we're suffering setbacks. When you have Alzheimer's. When you watch someone you love fading through their illness. But Roger put a big mark around this psalm. I will wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. So picture the security guard working the night shift. It's dark and lonely for the watchman. Most people are asleep in their beds, but you've still got a job to do. And lots of time to think when you're all alone in the darkness when actually all your problems seem so much bigger in the middle of the night, don't they? But all the while, this watchman knows that the morning will most certainly come. And the person's going to come and relieve him and he's going to get home to his rest. And the psalmist waits even more eagerly and with greater certainty than the watchman knowing that the Lord will show up. And so the psalmist continues to wait in the darkness, knowing that the morning's coming. And this is a psalm that's still written in the darkness. He's still waiting. But as he reflects on the certainty of the Lord showing up, it fills him with a new confidence. And so actually he decides he wants to instruct and encourage and exhort others to equally put their hope In the Lord. Look at verse 7. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. What a glorious psalm this is. So many things fail us in this life. Our health and our strength will ultimately fail us. Human love can go up and down, and people that we love can be taken from us. But if our hope is in the Lord, then we have one who loves us with an unfailing love. We'll have someone who will achieve full redemption. Uh, we will not remain in the hole of despair. We will not even remain in the grave itself as a final resting place. For God himself will redeem not just Israel, but all who trust in him. I mean, this was the hope of Anna and Simeon as they wait in the temple. I love this uh, passage that we have in the gospel. Anna and Simeon waiting for the Lord to come. And one day they get to hold Jesus as a baby in their, nu- in their arms. And they knew the time had come. God took on human flesh in Jesus Christ. He lived this perfect, sinless life. And with the loving purpose of dying in the place of sinners, taking God's punishment for all the sins of those who trust in him, so that he would no longer keep a record of our sins. So that we would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a great psalm for Roger to highlight. And he's seeing the reality of it now. What a great psalm for all Christian believers. Especially as we continue to live with with COVID and the restrictions and the frustrations of the coming months before this vaccine hopefully gets us back to normal. But our hope is not in AstraZeneca or uh, whatever vaccine we're going to get in our arm. It starts with a lament over living in a world of sin, but it ends with celebration this psalm. God Himself will redeem His people from all their sins. And we await the full redemption of our bodies in the return of the King, the King Jesus. And so we wait patiently, resting on the promises of His word, sharing our confidence in the unfailing love and redemption that's ours in Jesus. So, my friends, it's worth waiting. Charlotte Chapel, put your hope in the Lord. Rest on his word in this year ahead. Well, I want to invite you to continue to reflect on this psalm in this final song, which is really um, um, a metrical version of Psalm 130.